Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to a special edition of Second City Sports, our Selection Sunday breakdown, break it breakdown, baby, right here live in the mm. color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along mm. with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I'm Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter in the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D eight zero. That's S I D K I D eight zero. You follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena underscore McGee on the IG. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app. You want to know why? Because we said so. That's why. Also, too, you can catch any of our other five live shows throughout the week. If you happen to miss them, you can listen and watch them at, the, at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago, Chicago app today. Speaking of Sports Zone Chicago, you can also follow them on all social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. If you want to catch the audio version of this podcast, Second City Sports, you could do so by subscribing to War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in a search engine boxes, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We are unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. <laughs> if you have a, a upset special for us or a question or a comment uh, regarding the NCAA tournament in our bracket breakdown segment with our very special guest, who we will introduce you to in a second, you can go to Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Like, you know, we get them up on the screen for you. So, guys, uh, this is it. Uh, selection Sunday has um, taken place. We're going to break down the brackets. And for the third time in five years, the state of Illinois will have two teams representing the land of Lincoln. That's Loyola Chicago Ramblers and the fighting Illini from downstate in Champaign. And to help us break down our, the chances for our teams in, in our state and uh, review the brackets overall, is a very special guest. He's from WGN Radio and from Barrett Sports Mia. He's the professional, the one and only Mr. Andy Mazer. Andy, welcome to the Yay. show. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, yeah, this, uh, this is one of those days that, again, should be a national holiday for people tomorrow so that you can spend all this time tonight going mm -hmm. through the brackets with your friends and your neighbors yes. or whatever and you know, take tomorrow off. We agree. We agree. Actually, oh, yes. we know that uh, over the last uh, a decade or so, I think a decade and a half, we had the first four games that takes place a day and every year. I know some people said that's the initial start of the tournament. BS. Thursday mm -hmm. is the original opening day of the NCAA tournament. The whole four, the first uh, four uh Four days of the NCAA tournament games going on all day and all night, nonstop. Uh, this is one of the best times of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know we're lucky to live in the Central Time Zone because I was living in the yes. the West Coast Time Zone for a while. And the, my first year out on the West Coast, I, I was getting ready to do a spring training baseball game, and we got done. And it was probably about three or four o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time. And I looked at my mm -hmm. engineer and I said, "Hey, let's go catch the late games somewhere." And he's like, "Late games? Uh, there's only one <laughs> game left, and it's." Just <laughs> Tipping off about two hours, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a two-hour time difference. I guess I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to being in Chicago, so I think we're lucky here because you do get it all day. Yeah. Go ahead, Sid. Sorry. Um, uh, well, before we get down to the matchups between our two local teams uh, in the NCAA tournament, Andy, I'll start with you. The Illinois Fine Illini, they finished the regular season at twenty-two and nine, I believe. They lost to the Indiana Hoosiers, who were the last. Uh, four teams again, and we'll get into the rest of the field in just a moment. But uh, the Illinois got a four seed. Uh, they ended the regular season with 22 wins. Uh, uh, give us your assessment about the final line of this uh, this year overall. 
it's such an uneven year. I mean, it was, uh, they looked unbeatable for a while and then they looked very beatable. Uh, and you know, the game against Indiana make a layup. I mean, come on. Yeah. You got, you got, <laughs> right. you got Sophie Coburn for goodness sakes, who, uh, it, it's sometimes it's like a man among, ch uh, among children out there and you know, you're missing layups. Not only do they miss layups, they miss free throws. You can't do that mm -hmm. and, and expect to win in the NCAA tournament. You know they have the they have good enough guard play. They've got the great inside def, uh, great inside offense. You, know, you you worry a little bit now about perimeter defense and also the defense inside. If Kofi Comer gets into foul trouble, look out. I mean they're they're in deep trouble. Yep. You know at one point I would have thought okay this is a number one seed, uh, but I think they're you know they're very deserving of a, of a four at this point. You you can't mm -hmm. make it all the way through the the Big Ten tournament. You know they should have been the champs. I mean they should have won the whole thing if they again make layups or make free throws. They get a tough draw here because not a lot of people know about Chattanooga. Uh, just doing a little minuscule research uh, that I was able to do before joining you guys here. They have size pretty much at every mm -hmm. position that they bring. And uh, they have a, a guy named Malachi Smith, who is probably their best player. And it's going to be an interesting little matchup to see how the Illini guards match up with the Chattanooga guards. These 14, these four 13s kind of sometimes remind me of the five twelves. I mean, it's not like it's a, uh, a blowout in, a, in the making here because a lot of these 13s and a lot of these 14s and 12s, they're from the non-power conferences and they never get a lot of respect. I mean, you don't know exactly the schedule that they played. Uh, you don't know the ups and downs of this team and maybe went through some injuries or, or maybe they're getting healthier now. So it, it's tough to scout, but at the same time, I mean, I, I, I think Illinois got to gotta see that they deserved. Yeah, it's one of those things where they're also too. Chenu is also to a senior latent team, so they got yeah, a lot of true. veteran players on that squad. So I don't think Chenu is gonna, you know, be afraid of Illinois. This could be one of those games where it's rare that a thirteen, you know, beats a four. I think it's almost happened like five times, four or five times overall. But Illinois could be right there if, like you said, if Kofi Coburn doesn't step up, if if Capello doesn't step up. I mean. Said I said I know those are that you know those are some of your guys, but I, I feel like like you said, Annie, I think. Illinois, at least, especially the way they played against Indiana a couple of days ago, they, they got the season that they deserve. I mean, the four C was is more than probable. So, you know, do you think you know Chattanooga pull off the upset here? You know, they they, they can. I mean, they they I don't know if they will. I, I think that this is going to be a pretty evenly matched game, though, and I, I don't think the Illini have a an easy road ahead of them here facing a team like that. Who's, you know, I, I actually called a game uh, between a four and a 13 when the 13 won. That was when I was working for the university of San Diego uh, back in 2007, 2008, uh, the upset of Connecticut in Tampa. Yes. I, I mean, I've seen it happen. And you know, if, if, uh, if the, if you let the 13 hang around long enough and you get the crowd behind them, because the crowd loves the underdog in these tournaments, they love yeah. the underdog, especially mm -hmm. if they're, coming in there and you got a, a, a big team like Illinois that everybody knows who they are. And uh, there's a, a lot of, a uh, lot of press about them. Uh, so it's, it's tough. I mean, you've got to put these teams out of their misery early. Uh, if you want to really have a chance to, to beat them. And you mentioned, you know, they're senior laden. So these are the guys that are, they're playing, they're, they're fighting for the, you know, for their college career. They, they don't want to go home. They want to keep playing. We were talking about this, Andy, before we went on air about uh, Cameron Crowley, who's playing overseas now, and Loyola, the job that they did against Kobe Coburn last year in their upset win over Illinois. I, I can see the same thing uh, happening this year, but I think Illinois has uh, learned that lesson. So I'll go with my next question in a different way. Of course, Trent Frazier uh, uh, leads the, uh, the pace of the offense for the Illini from the point guard position, but in your opinion, who else should be that third guy that no one talks about? Who do you think that third person needs to step up to uh, lead the Atlanta where they need to go? Well, you know, Williams is probably one of those guys you, th okay. you need to, to think about uh, getting off to a good start and getting hot and getting confident. So, you know, what's the NCAA tournament all about? It's all about guard play. I mean, it really is. I mean, you know, you can have the big man inside, but... You know, I you, you go back to that matchup as you were talking about with uh, with Cameron Crutwig on Kofi Coburn last year, and it was just they they basically ran Kofi out of the bill out of the building because mm -hmm. Crutwig had that shot that he could take from the top of the key or just inside the uh, in the arc from either side, and you, you pull the guy out of his comfort zone. So, I mean, it's on tape, and you know mm -hmm. the, the Chattanooga guys can certainly mm -hmm. tune in and watch that, you know, uh, and they can watch a couple of games this year in the Big Ten that that, that Kofi was kind of you know average. This is the yeah, Ohio State game a couple weeks ago. Yeah, thinking about going to the NBA at, at one point, you know, and and came back to school, which is probably the the best thing he did uh, for his career at this point. But 
Yeah, it's, it's going to come down to guard play. Uh, and, you know, they're going to have to shoot the three pretty well uh, against Chattanooga. It's a fast team as well. Let's talk about Loyola for a second. We'll get back to Illinois in a little bit. They get Ohio State, 7-10 matchup. That's going to be a lot of fun. You know, it's, they're very evenly matched. So where do you see this particular uh, game? See, I didn't think Ohio State deserved that big a high of a seed, to be honest with you. I, I, and I don't know that Loyola deserved that low. I mean, Loyola had a little bit of a rough patch toward the end of the regular season when they were playing Northern Iowa, and they, they had a, a loss to Drake as well. But, you know, the Missouri Valley Conference was a, a pretty evenly matched in a, in a really good conference. There was no uh, days off, even if you were playing Evansville. Well, okay, maybe if you were playing Evansville, it was kind of like a day off because it was they, they, were, <laughs> they were pretty horrible this year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think Loyola, you know, we, we talk about experience. Uh, Lucas Williamson, the, the the lead man on this club, has been to the uh, NCAA tournaments three out of his five years at Loyola. Uh, you talk about a program-changing kind of a person. Uh, he and Cameron Crutwig basically uh, were the faces of that program, and now it's kind of left up to, to Lucas. You've got guys on that team that have experienced things before, have experienced tournament time. You know, Ryan Schwieger, uh, a very experienced guy that uh, transferred in as a grad student. Chris Knight, another guy that gives you some size, uh, also a transfer in as a grad student. You know, plus... I think a guy like Tate Hall is could be huge. He and Tom Welch, I think those two guys could be really big. Uh, Tate Hall, if he hits that first shot, he's really confident. But he's a great lockdown type of a defender as well. And Welch kind of gives you that little X factory. I mean, he he can step out and take the shot. He can also go inside. He could play a little defense as well. He had a huge block uh, in that game against Drake in the championship game when Drake was trying to make their uh, their run back. Uh, and, you know, forget don't you forget about Brayden Norris. So this is a guy that's got uh, uh, you know ice water going through his veins too. He'll take that three, and it's, it's that rainbow three, that the high arcer that comes down, and uh, a lot of times he'll he'll make those shots. So it's not just uh, it's not just one guy and Lucas Williamson because there there have been times where you know Lucas has been a little off, and they've still won games, which is good. I mean, you want to be able to have uh, other guys on that team you can count on. Andy Mazer from WGN Radio in Chicago is joining us on a special edition of Second City Sports. We're live in 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. This is our bracket breakdown special. Sid Lakina here with you. Andy, uh, Drew Valentine, he's uh, he's in his first year at the helm at Loyola. But for those you for those folks that haven't paid attention to Loyola all, all year, give us his profile and what's his demeanor and what and what's his philosophy uh, in, in leading this team. This is a great guy. I mean, I've had a chance to call a few of their games this year on uh, on TV on the Missouri Valley Network, and I've been around him for a little while now. And you know, this is a guy that's been through it. I mean, he was the defensive guy, and the, the you know the guy that drew up a, a really tough defense for Loyola over the last few years under uh, Porter Moser. Porter gave him carte blanche as far as like, hey man, you're you're you run the defense. You just talk to me about subs. You talk to me about who's locked in and and those kind of things. I think Drew's philosophy on offense is a little bit more run and gun than uh, than Porter's was, and I think he's kind of put his stamp on on things with this Loyola program. You know, he's only 30 years old, but the guy has a lot of uh, uh, coaching pedigree, shall we say? I mean, he played at Oakland, he uh, worked under Tom Izzo for a little while, so I mean, he's he's got that uh, mentality. I really think. Now, listen, if he wins a couple of games in the tournament. Uh, I don't know what he, there, there's some jobs open, and I, you know, I can't say that he, <laughs> he would take off right away, but I'm just saying, I mean. That kind of stuff happens. Now, Loyola's going into the A-10 next year, so, I mean, that might be something he wants to stick around and maybe improve himself, uh, improve his stock as a coach. But, you know, it's not about him. and It's not about him as as far as, as, you know, looking at it in that respect. But I think that, you know, the familiarity that he brought being named the coach right away uh, after Porter Mose left for Oklahoma, I I think there's a lot of trust and a lot of respect uh, within that program for him. But these guys, it's it's almost routine. I mean, He's got the same kind of a philosophy, you know, with the, the the culture and trying to build the program the right way. Now he's just trying to sustain a program that that Porter really helped to build up. Uh, but again, it's about the players and these guys buy in. They like the guy. Uh, they play hard for him and they go to the wall for him. Could be very, I you know, definitely deserve it. Do you think that I've I've already seen Jeff Gabbard said that his name is going to be floated around in like when the next year or two about going to a bigger job. Do you think that happens or is he going to be one of those guys that he'll be probably the face of Loyola? You know, I hate to say it, but money talks, you know, and then that limelight <laughs> talks as well. I mean, hey, listen, he's on the spotlight here in Chicago. Loyola has become uh, one of the most talked about teams uh, in college basketball in the city. I know you've got DePaul that's uh, that's starting to rise a little bit. Uh, Northwestern, you know, on the outskirts here with uh, with Big Ten play. But, you know, Loyola has been the story the last five years. I mean, this is a, a, a team that's kind of won over the hearts of of Chicago and Chicagoland. I mean, 
in 2018, if, if those guys were old enough, they wouldn't have had to buy a drink anywhere they went. You know, I mean, it's just, just everybody loved them. Everybody jumped on that bandwagon and they were they were welcoming everybody who wanted to jump on to, to jump right on. There was plenty of room. So I, it's hard to say what his mindset is at this point. But at 30 years of age, it'd be kind of tough to me. And just in my opinion, even if you have a good showing in the tournament to make that jump right away to an unfamiliar type of a situation. This is really familiar. This is a good place to grow. Uh, they've supported the basketball program uh, through the athletic department. Uh, the new practice facility is is there and up and running. Now again, the move to the A10, showing a little bit more of a, a, a strength in the in a basketball program. So I think if I'm Drew, I, I kind of wait and I kind of wait and see. Of course, you listen. You have to listen. But you know, you're here in Chicago. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities here in the city. Before we uh, break down the rest of the tournament uh, field, Andy, uh, one more question from me uh, about Illinois. Yeah. Uh, head coach Brian Underwood, I believe this is his fifth season now. Uh, the first two or three years, he, uh, the system, he didn't have the players that, that he needed. And over the last two or three years, uh, he's gotten the players that he wants, and now Illinois has finally come together. Give us your assessment of uh, Mr. Underwood from the outside looking in. You know, it's funny because I watched him coach at uh, at uh, Sam Houston, Sam Austin. I oh, know Stephen F. Austin. Stephen F. Austin. Yeah, <laughs> Sam Houston and Stephen F. Austin uh, down there in Nacogdoches, Texas. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I watched him coach uh, against the San Diego team that I was covering. We had a game down there, and he was really intense. This was a guy. He was he was up. He was yelling. He was screaming, and he was all about defense. Back then, he was all about defense. I don't think that's changed. But I think now he's got a little more uh, offense that he can kind of go to where it's not so much of a, uh, hey, we got to clamp down because we can't score 60 points. These guys can score 60 points and they can score 70 and 80 points. So I'm not so sure he's so, so concerned about that. But I think he's a good coach. I mean, I really think that, you know, like you said, he's got the players uh, that he wants in there right now. I think that it's obviously he's put his stamp on the program. It's now this is a team, again, like we talked about, has been toward the upper echelons of the of the Big Ten the last few years. They get knocked off by Loyola. I really think that Brad was outcoached in that game by Porter Moser. I think the mm -hmm. game plan that Porter yeah. put together to draw Kofi out and to you know put Lucas on uh, on Io, it was brilliant. I mean, it, and, it, and it worked obviously. And you know, and uh, Loyola moved on, and, and Illinois went home as a one seed. So, you know, a lot, you know what's this? Uh, Lou Henson got the same kind of uh, you know the same deal in 1989. You go back, you had the best talent on the team, but they just couldn't get over. You know, Michigan in the final four, uh, you know, you look at Bruce Weber when he went to the, to the finals in uh, 2005 against North Carolina, they had the better team, but it didn't work out. So, you know, you, you get to, you get that respect, I think when you win the big ones. So, you know, being, being a, a co big 10 champion uh, in the regular season. Okay. It's, it's nice to put on your resume. If you, if you hang banners for that kind of stuff, I don't know if you still do those kind of things, but uh, it, it doesn't mean a whole lot if you don't do well in the tournament. All right, let's break down the brackets here, gentlemen. Uh, usually, there's always at least one five-twelve matchup, and there's some there's some good ones um, here this year, and it shouldn't disappoint. You've got UConn against New Mexico State. I know you. We talked about them before we went on air, Andy. Um, another one, uh, Houston versus UAB, an old like Conference USA matchup from way back when. Iowa and Richmond. Could Richmond do what they've done before as a high seed, pulling off the upset? Or and and St. Mary's and Wyoming, another team that you know Wyoming barely getting in one was one of the last teams to get in. Which which one I told kind of you know catches your attention, and which ones do you think can we see the upset? I like New Mexico State over Connecticut. I don't know why. It's just something when I saw the brackets come out. I think even Seth Davis was talking about this one uh, on the CBS television broadcast that you know New Mexico State is again one of those teams that uh, that's playing in a whack conference that doesn't get a whole lot of pub yeah I know they they lost to uh, Chicago State but uh that was that <laughs> uh this is now right uh, that's right. how the, they kind of look at it and the Aggies had a, a had a pretty good season so I, I I look at that one as one of the ones I could uh, talk about uh, as far as maybe seeing the the uh, the old 512 hex I can also see Richmond beating Iowa I mean mm -hmm. I, I I like Iowa's team I thought they played uh, really well during the tournament but you know a five seed? Uh, I don't know. I think that's kind of high for them to, to be the five seed. Yeah, I'm with you, Andy. Uh, Richmond, they they ups they upset 
um, in the Atlanta to upset Davidson today in, in the in yeah. Atlanta ten championship. And I like the way that team gets after it defensively. Iowa, uh, they did well, obviously uh, winning the Big Ten tournament, but I think that's a a little bit of a. Uh, high C for that team. I thought that should have been like where Ohio State is a number seven, maybe a yeah. number eight, you know, yeah. because Iowa struggled a little bit at the end of the regular season. I know they lost to Illinois in the last day of the regular season, but that that Richmond uh, Iowa uh, intrigues me. I was thinking about Houston, uh, that that Houston matchup. Um, they have UAB, but I, I watched Houston today. Uh, they dominated Memphis, and my guy Penny yes, Hardaway. I know they made a run late, but they yeah. Houston team they were just were not going to lose to Memphis for a third time this year. No, that no. just was not going <laughs> to no. happen. And remember too, they lost two of their their top uh, scorers like earlier this season. So the yeah. fact that they've been able to get this far and win the conference, I mean, that's a testament to how what a, a job that Kel- Samson's done with that program. Yeah, I agree. You know, and, and Calvin Sampson, uh, you know, he's he's kind of paid his debt to the, the, the college coaching world with all the uh, the scandals. And it was nice to see, uh, you know, everybody kind of talking about his team rather than all of that, uh, that stuff that was in his past, uh, you know, last year during the tournament as well. So, yeah, that, that's a tough team. That's a, one of those five seeds that you need to kind of look out for. I think uh, as they as they move forward, I think, they, you know, I think they're going to get by UAB. Go ahead, Lakita. Okay, <laughs> no, I thought you probably had. It. Oh, uh, well, just to, just to piggyback off that, uh, do you see any other pot- potential? You know, nine eights and seven tens are pretty much even. So, which one can you see, like the ten, you know, over the seven? Because I think I see a, maybe a couple. Yeah, I think uh, you know, I think the ten seed that uh, you know that I'm looking for is is Loyola. I mean, I think that uh, that that could be a, a game that uh, that Loyola is gonna could win. I think that uh, for, for sure, especially uh, you know. Uh, Coming out of that uh, that South region again, I, I don't I don't really think Ohio State is all that in a bag of potato chips, if you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> so I think I think that Loyola could could possibly uh, get through there. You know this uh, this US USC Miami matchup kind of intrigues me as well. USC uh, really came out of the gate strong uh, in the in the Pac-12. You know the best team in the Pac-12 is the number one seeded Arizona uh, Wildcats. I mean that's the team. I mean my fiance is a UCLA grad, so we watched a little bit of that game last night. <laughs> like, oh boy, it was, it was close, a classic one last night. Yeah, that's that was like fun okay, too. let's go to sleep. Okay, good night. Uh, this is getting a little late for me. I got to go to work in the morning. Um, so <laughs> I, you know that that could be another one that uh, that uh, that could be a little bit of a uh, an upset. You know Miami, always known as a, a big a physical team. Uh, you know, could knock UCLA or uh, USC around a little bit. So th- those are kind of ones to watch too. And you know, the, the, those six eleven matchups kind of intrigue uh, a lot as well. And you know, one I look at in particular is Virginia Tech and Texas Tech, or excuse me, Virginia Tech and Texas. Uh, you know, Virginia Tech could uh, could be a team that's uh, you know one to be reckoned with. They just beat Duke uh, the other day. Andy Mason from WGN Radio is joining us right here on a special edition of Second City Sports in our bracket breakdown. Special City Lakina here with you. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Andy, uh, listening to the head of the committee about a, about an hour, 45 minutes ago on CBS, uh, Greg Gumba asked him the question about about dating. They were one of the first uh, four teams that were out, and they, um, the uh, the head of the committee said that. If Richmond, he said it without saying it. If Richmond didn't win the eight ten tournament uh, uh, from earlier today, didn't want to get in. They were following them all year, and and I said to myself um, once Richmond won, I said someone's going to lose out on a bit. Uh, um, a bit it turned out to be Dayton. Yeah, and you know it was funny because uh, you know to continue that conversation that they had. You know, I mean, Seth Davis and Clark Kellogg were kind of scratching their heads to think that even Dayton was in the picture. Uh, you know, they mm-hmm. didn't, they didn't really feel like Dayton had the resume to, uh, to really make an argument about, uh, whether or not they were in or out. Now it's interesting because, you know, with COVID kind of being, you know, on the back burner, hopefully it stays on the back burner and, you know, it's not a, not a, uh, an issue during this tournament, but, you know, they, they've learned from the past there with, you know, teams perhaps coming down with it and not being able to play. And, you know, Dayton is the number one fill-in team. They're, yeah. they're the top fill-in team, Oklahoma is second, then, uh, SMU and Texas A&M uh, in that order. So if a team can't go, that's how they get called in, the, in that in that order. Interesting. I mean, and I again, I don't I don't know. I didn't follow Dayton all that much uh, this year in the A10, but uh, you know, listening to the guys that uh, that do and and watch this team a lot, I, I I kind of understand what they're talking about. I mean, it's hard to believe that that was a better team than Oklahoma who played in a really tough conference. And, you know, I mean, I watched a couple of Oklahoma games just because I love watching Porter uh, do his thing. Yeah. Uh, and 
to tell you the truth, when he got there, the cupboard was kind of bare, and he put together a team that was very competitive in the Big 12. And I know, you know, they had 15 losses, though, so that's the thing that people are kind of worried about with Oklahoma. Yeah. But, you know, they had the better schedule. So if you look at Notre Dame especially, yeah. people were wondering, like, how they get in? Well, the schedule, and they beat Kentucky. So that helped them. Yeah, uh, it, yeah it's all about so strength and schedule and big yeah. wins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, as for the play-ins, I mean, which which one sort of you know, kind of grabs your attention? And look, remember UCLA was a play-in last year. So do you think yeah. any any of those eleven seeds could probably pull what UCLA, UCLA did last year? <laughs> See, that was another one of those games, you know, that went into overtime. And yeah, you know, oh man, it was uh, it was good. <laughs> uh, it was really good. You know, the Rutgers Notre Dame game could be good. I mean, Rutgers with Ron Harper Jr. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they went out of tear. I mean, they were a, they were the fourth seed in the uh, in the Big Ten tournament. And now they're playing to try to get in. I mean, that's, you know, that's what happens when you, when you exit early uh, from a tournament that, uh, you know, you're supposed to at least contend in. Uh, I'm trying to think Wright State and Bryant. I mean, Wright State from the Horizon League, you know, that's, that's one of those sacrificial lamb kind of games, you know, happy that you got there. And then next thing you know, you're, uh, you're packed up and you're going home. Uh, but as far as the, uh, let's see, where was the other one? Uh, Wyoming and Indiana. Now that can be a good game too. Indiana's playing well now. Uh, they weren't playing all that well during the, during the regular season, the, the win against uh, Illinois pretty much made them a 12 seed if they get through it, you know, but Wyoming, a, a team that uh, a lot of people don't know about uh, from the mountain West and it, whoever get, gets out of that uh, is going to have a hard time with St. Mary's. I'll tell you that right now, because St. Mary's is a deep team, an experienced team out of the West coast conference, but uh, that's a, that's an intriguing matchup as well. Now, another intriguing matchup of uh, one of the big uh, nine Big Ten teams uh, are, are featured. Number seven, Michigan, stay out of the West bracket. They'll go up against Davidson. Uh, Tom Izzo's crew, uh, uh, they, they almost mirror the final line night. You know, they start out strong and then they struggle in the middle of the season. Then they get it together towards the end of the season. But uh, I watched Davidson. I, of course, they lost to Richmond earlier today in the Atlantic 10 uh, tournament title, but I think Michigan State has their hands cut out for them. Oh, I like do. Tyson Walker personally, mm-hmm. but uh, they're going to need more than him to uh, to <laughs> get by Davidson, to be honest with you. Now, look, I, I watched Northwestern. I did the game uh, when Northwestern went up to Michigan State without Pete Nance and without Elijah Williams, and they, they won at the Breslin Center. I mean, they won mm-hmm. by two, 64-62. I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I, I think Tom Izzo, to be honest with you, is really frustrated by the team that he has right now. Uh, he, he probably wouldn't yeah. come out and say it, but you know, you look at the way he is on the sideline and coaching when they're playing, and he's looking at the sky a lot. I mean, he's like, "What the heck is going on? Here? What, what are you doing?" You know. But you know what? There's there's a saying. You know, there's there's a, a a few coaches you don't want to have played after they've had time to game plan for you. Uh, you know, the the Thursday Sunday games are a little tough, but then when you get from Sunday to the next Thursday. Or now, in this case, you know, from now until they play on Thursday or Friday, Coach Izzo is one of those guys you don't want to give a whole lot of time to diagram, uh, diagram something way to try to beat you because, let's face it, you're not around as long as Tom Izzo is if you're not a good coach and you don't know how to win games. So I, I think that uh, you know, for as much trouble as they had uh, during the regular season, and uh, this this is this is a time to to, to say, listen, this the slate is it's fresh. It's nothing, nothing. Uh, we, we don't have a record right now. Uh, whatever the seed is, we don't care. We got to go out and we got to play and we got to win a team, uh, beat a team, or we go home. So, I mean, there's a, there's a sense of urgency, and I, I think that he gets his guys ready. There's a 7-10 matchup in, in the East that's really kind of like, I already, I put it out there on Twitter earlier, um, Murray State in San Francisco. San Francisco going back for the first time it seems like I think like since '98 I think I mm-hmm. heard so it, yeah. it's been a, it's been a while. Todd Golden has done a great job. He is, his name will probably be he's only 36 years old. He'll his name will probably will probably be floating around as potential you know bigger coaching jobs. You know Murray State got rewarded for going undefeated in a very tough Ohio Valley Conference. They've got a nice backcourt as well. First to 90 wins. I think what say you? Yeah, I think you might be right. I mean, they're they're the racers, and they do they race up and down the floor. <laughs> and I think that uh, you know the next year they're going to the valley. So I mean, they're they're yep. Missouri Valley. There that is, and uh, you know, so it's uh, it's a, a chance to play up for them a little bit as well. But you know, there there are very few teams across the country that are able to go undefeated in their own conference. Uh, that that's saying something about uh, the the, the uh, integrity and the, the intestinal fortitude that this team has. I mean, it's it's an older team, a more experienced team. You know, they always seem to be around tournament time, right? I mean, they're always one of those teams that you expect to mm-hmm. see in there, like Vermont. 
I mean, Vermont seems like they're in there every <laughs> every year, right? Uh, but, you know, <laughs> the same thing you can really say about Murray State. Uh, you know, a, like I said, a team that wins its conference and does not get beaten by anybody, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a team I watch out for. I mean, I, you know, again, it's a, it's a situation where they're a seven seed, which to me is low just thinking about they're a 30-win team. But at the same time, they play in a conference that not a lot of the tournament committee has a lot of respect for. And it just kind of tells you that, you know, seven, if they were in a big 10, if they were in a big 10 school and they would, they did what they did, they'd be a two, right? I mean, but that's just the kind of yep. the way the, uh, the way it falls. Speaking of a number two seed, uh, that's where the do blue devils stand right now. And coach K from Chicago, Mike Krzyzewski, they're in the same bracket as uh, Gonzaga. Talk to us about the whole coach K um, scenario, the storyline that's been dominating college basketball all year. How do you think this all plays out? You know, he was so hoping to have uh, the ability to play in Chicago. I mean, his hometown, and now they send him out West uh, for his, his final run. You know, I talked about Tom Izzo being a guy you don't want to have give any time to, to mm-hmm. you know, diagram things. You don't want to give him any time to do that either. I mean, uh, his team at times this year played like they could win the national championship. Uh, his team also played at times this year, though, they didn't belong in the in the bracket at all. So, you know, what, what are they going to what are they going to be? I think they're going to be the team that can win the national championship just because of the whole saga and the storyline, these guys don't want to be the last ones to, Mm-mm. you know, to, to have Shashevsky leave the tournament, uh, having to mm-hmm. shake hands and go home. Right. I mean, you, you want this guy to win. I mean, obviously if you're playing for him, uh, the, the road that they gave him though, not very good. I mean, it's, it's a tougher road. I think than uh, a lot of the number two seeds have uh, in this tournament. I mean, you've got Gonzaga up there. You've got, uh, teams like, uh, uh Arkansas and Alabama and Texas tech. And of course, Michigan State, even Davidson. I mean, if they're able to get through that, so it's a rough road here. But you know, you don't put too much behind, uh, or uh, you know, uh, with Coach K. Uh, you know, I, I look at him as as one of those guys that, yeah, I think he realized it was time to kind of hang it up. But uh, at the same time, I don't think he's ready to go yet. Michigan is gonna probably gonna be the one of the talking points when the break it, you know, to continue with the breakdowns. They get in, they didn't even get to the playing game, so they were already well in. They play Colorado State. Do you see Juwan Howard, you know, back from his suspension? Do you see them probably using this as, using this as motivation? Because I'm sure they're going to be you're going to hear folks say, "Well, they don't belong in," and yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of people that are going to say they don't belong in, and you know, and I think the blah 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 might be accurate. You know, I mean, it's just uh, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a tough it's a tough scenario. I mean, the the Big Ten, give it credit, uh, it was a it was a real rough conference this year. I mean, there was a lot of uh, uh, a lot of competition, a lot of very good teams. I mean, you look at Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers could uh, mm-hmm. could probably win a lot of other conferences if they weren't, uh, you know, in the elite area here with, you know, nine teams. I had to write this down because I did. I, I thought I was hallucinating with, when nine Big Ten teams got in. Now, mm-hmm. again, they're going to have to prove that they are worthy of the nine teams because in the recent past, they haven't been worthy of, of a lot of bids because they haven't, very, haven't performed very well. But uh, back to the original question about Michigan, you know, I, I this is an up and down team too. I mean, y- you don't know what Michigan team you're going to get. You don't know what uh, Jawan Howard you're going to get. I mean, <laughs> things that things that irritate him. I mean, I y- I just don't know. I mean, it, it'd be hard for me to think that they're going to go very deep in this tournament. And hopefully, you're not going to replay this tape when they do. <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway home with our NCAA tournament special right here on Second City Sports. We're live in the 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you. Andy Mason from WGN Radio in Chicago is our special guest breaking down the brackets. Let's stay with the Big Ten, Andy, and go to the East bracket. The number three seeded Purdue Boilermakers, uh, they were playing like a Final Four team earlier in the season. Uh, they struggled late. Uh, they um, they lost to Iowa in, in the Big Ten title game uh, earlier today. What chances do you give them uh, to reach the Final Four? The, it looks like the only competition from the just uh, glancing at the bracket. You have Texas. You have uh, Virginia Tech, but they can possibly meet up with Kentucky in the Elite Eight game. Yeah, I don't uh, envy that. Uh, Kentucky mm-hmm. is one of those silent uh, but deadly kind of teams that could uh, that could make some noise in uh, in New Orleans this year. I mean, uh, they're they're good. I mean, that's a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Purdue. Here, here's the thing about the Big Ten. It's such a physical conference. I mean, it's not one of those. Uh, you know, it's not the Pac-12 where it's run and gun. It's not uh, the SEC where yeah, there's some beef there, but you know, you're still talking about defense and you know mid-range and three-point shooting. The Big Ten's a 
physical conference. And I really think that the physicality takes its toll on a lot of these teams that are, you know, are good at the beginning. I mean, finally, you, you get worn down. Uh, it looked like a worn down team, to be honest with you today, uh, uh, Purdue. But again, yeah. I think they've got a lot. To, they got, I mean, if you have Jaden Ivey on your team, you got a chance. Let's put it to you that way. I mean, this, mm-hmm. this kid is, he's, he's, he's unbelievable. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's a tremendous talent. Uh, but we've seen over the, you know, the course of the years with the big 10 that, you know, not, not faring very well early on. I, I really think it's just because of how physical this conference is. I mean, there's, there's some teams that don't play the beefy game, but there's, there's a lot of the teams that do. Any potential Cinderella's you see besides, besides Gonzaga and St. Mary's yeah. and those guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Murray I, I Waffle Murray said out uh, there as well. Yeah. I get, I get you on that. You know, I mean, I'm just looking at it obviously for uh, right along with you guys here for the, for the first time and uh, really haven't had a chance to, to really digest things. I'm going to, I'm going to look here real quick and see if there, you know, the, the, there's one other interesting team, you know, to kind of keep an eye on LSU, you know, they fired their coach. Uh, this is a team that uh, mm-hmm. is in the tournament as a number six seed playing Iowa State uh, in the Midwest, <laughs> and they fire their coach. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, okay, uh, what what happens now? I mean, what happens to these players? Uh, are their heads spinning? Are they kind of determined to say, okay, well, you know, throw something at us, and we're going to be uh, able to come uh, to get over it and and be able to uh, you know succeed on our own here or with uh, you know a new guy coming in. You know, Murray State's a team we talked about earlier that I think has a chance to make a little noise. They're a seven seed, so I don't know how much of an upset, uh, you know, that that kind of a situation is. You know, I, I never count out Loyola. I mean, I, I it's hard to count them out. I mean, just watching the way that they play, they're smart and they're deep. They might not be as good as they were last year, uh, but they have different uh, they have different strengths this year than they did last. I think you know, with uh, they have a little size and a little uh, a little more. Uh, I don't know, bravado, I guess you could say. They've got uh, some guys that have been through the uh, through the wars before in the Ivy League, and they're smart players mm-hmm. in Knight and, and Schwieger. So I'm kind of interested to see uh, how that works out, especially in the first game. If they get by the first game, you know, it's not enviable to face uh, Villanova, but, you know, anything can happen in, the, in that kind of a situation once you get by the first round. So, uh, yeah, just kind of at first glance looking at that, uh, I, I would say uh, those are a couple teams uh, you know, Boise State is a team I liked in, the, in that first round over Memphis. But, you know, Gonzaga, I, I think Gonzaga, all the pressure's on them again this yeah. year. And I will go on record yeah. right now. In my bracket, I'm not picking them to win because they always disappoint <laughs> me when I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> That's uh, let's go to the mid-rest bracket. Uh, another number three seed team in the Big Ten is the Wisconsin Badgers. I believe they're playing at home, too, and these are the Don't first. Don't get me started. <laughs> we were talking about it before <laughs> the show. Um, Wisconsin, they're playing at home, at least through the first couple of rounds in the city of Milwaukee. Uh, they had a tough start to start the season. I know Lakina likes Johnny Davis, one of their uh, main stars, but they got it together at the end of the regular season. Uh, talk to us about Wisconsin. Do you give them a realistic shot? of making a deep run I, you know i don't but that's just because i'm not a big fan and <laughs> i'll be honest with you not a big fan of wisconsin uh but i i i have a hard time understanding why they got the royal treatment out of anybody uh i mean this is a three seed that's playing at home and if they're lucky enough to advance they play in chicago oh my god it's a long trip we better pack a lunch i mean come on i mean what did what did they do that was so special that they were getting the treatment that duke couldn't get you know you got a legendary coach who's from chicago who wanted the chance to play and you know have his team play in chicago and he he sent out west and wisconsin for whatever reason gets to, to stay in the midwest and they, they basically are playing at home I, I don't get it i just don't understand it well, they got a tough matchup against Colgate. So I and then Colgate, you know, very similar to some of the other teams we talked about from the double digit seeds. You know, very senior laden. This is their third trip in the last five years. So I don't think they're I'm not gonna say that you know Colgate's gonna upset Wisconsin, but I mm-hmm. feel like maybe they, they could give Wisconsin a tough time. I'm saying go to go toothpaste. Go toothpaste. Give me some Colgate. Give me some Colgate. <laughs> go toothpaste. Um, you know, four four teams and three four uh, thirteen or fours, I should say, is another one that we talked about earlier. Providence and South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits. Do you see you know the less state, you know, the Friars can pull some, you know, out of their, you know, what's again. Do you think yeah. that they can they can upset uh, the Jack Rabbits could upset uh, the Friars. 
Yeah, you know, I I don't like that. I don't like that matchup for uh, for South Dakota State. I don't I don't like that at all. I just think that uh, there's only so many times I think you can be a Cinderella you know, before people don't take you as a Cinderella anymore. <laughs> they don't they don't take you lightly because you you've got a, a proven track record, you know. And you know they said that about Loyola the last you know the last year as well. Okay, well this is a, you know a team that went to the Final Four it was a magical run. Yeah, you know, they can't do this again. Well, you know, they get to the Sweet 16, and you know, they, they just fell flat against Oregon State. I mean, that was one of the worst games that I've seen them play in a while. Just to, you know, nothing was falling uh, for for Lucas Williamson. It was just it was a rough you know, as much as as was falling against Illinois that day. Uh, uh, he used up all his bullets, I guess, in that in that uh, in that game, and it was unfortunate. But you know, you get that reputation of being one of those bracket type busting teams, and next thing you know. They're not taking you very lightly, no matter what number seed you are, because they know that you can win. Uh, so I, I just don't know if they have that magic still. Heading down the home stretch with our very special guest, Mr. Andy Mason from WGN Radio, right here on Second City Sports, the special edition, edition in our break at Breakdown. I'm Sid, it's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. Let's stay in the Midwest region, Andy. Um, speaking of another uh, former Illini head coach, Bill Self, he has his team in position again. They're the number one seed in the Midwest bracket. It looks like from the outside looking in, looking at this bracket, they have a pretty easy road to the Final Four. I'm using easy air quotes for those listening back on yeah. the playback on our podcast version. Yeah. See, he shouldn't have too much trouble unless injuries decide to get in the way. Yeah, Kansas is one of those teams, too, that, you know, I always pick and they never come through for me. I mean, there's always that one little <laughs> lull or one little lap. That, so I'm going to go on record again saying I'm not picking Kansas because they always disappoint me. Uh, sorry, Bill Self, but that's the truth. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they have a, an easy road, at least in that uh, in that part of the bracket that they're in uh, before you get to the Elite Eight. I mean, realistically, it would be Kansas, probably San Diego State to me, uh, mm -hmm. Richmond, I think, and then Providence. Uh, so, I mean, you're, you're kind of thinning things out a little bit at that point as well. So I think that they, you know, they're, they're probably equipped at least to, to get to that you know, position of the lead eight. Now, you know, what, you, know you get to that other uh, part of the bracket, there, there's a lot of question marks to me. You know, I, I mentioned LSU already. I mean, with their mm -hmm. the head coaching situation, Wisconsin, I think it's overseeded. Uh, USC had a great start to the year and kind of mm, hanging on, you know, Miami, one of those teams still from a good conference. Auburn, they were the number one team in the land for a while. And, you know, now they're, the, you know, number two seed going in. So it's a lot of uh, scratching the head when you're putting the brackets together and, uh, you know, trying to figure out who's going to win this whole thing. But, yeah, I think Kansas has a, a pretty decent run toward the Elite Eight at least. I'm not sure I would say Final Four for sure uh, at this point. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at some of these teams too. I mean, you know, Gonzaga is the number one overall seed and, again, has a tough matchup probably in its in its second game. And even looking further ahead, you know, Arkansas is a, a team coached by Eric Musselman, who was, uh, was with Nevada when uh, Loyola went on that run uh, to the Elite mm -hmm. Eight and then the Final Four. So there's a lot of experience uh, in that respect, too. And, there, and that's, a, that's a physical conference as well. And Gonzaga is not used to playing uh, that kind of uh, a style. So, you know, at this point, it's cliche to say that there's a lot of parity in college basketball these days because – I, I really think there is because there's a, a lot of these upper echelon schools that you've got a couple of players that come in and they're like, all right, cool. I'm done after two years. Bye-bye. Uh, and then, and then you got teams yeah. like, like Davidson and, right. you know, the, and toothpaste and uh, Loyola that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that have their teams stay together for four and now even five years with the COVID year. So there's something to be said for those teams that are together and have gone through a lot of things, whether they be good or bad or indifferent, uh, it's hard to not pick those teams and to see those teams succeed because yeah, they're relatively unknown to the, to the casual observer. And I, I guarantee you they're not unknown to the teams that are playing them and coaching them against them. Uh, but you know, there's always that upset that we see as an upset, but I'll tell you a lot of those coaches will say, Hey, this is a team that could be X in our conference. If we played them every, if we play them two times every year, we'd be lucky to split with them. So, you know, when you look at these brackets and, you know, I've, I've <laughs> it, it, there's pressure on me, you know, because, you know, you're, you're a sports guy, you're supposed to know what the heck you're talking about. Right. Um, <laughs> right. And, right. You know, I spend so much time looking at these things going, oh, okay. You know, I go back and forth. I go back and forth. I'm like, you know, just, you have a better chance. I think of looking at it and going, yep. First choice. Boom, 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 boom. Going right through it. You probably have a better chance of winning your, your pool than you do if you sit there and spend all the time on it. <laughs> 
what's the toughest region you think? Look, if looking at these brackets now, which region is very tough for me? I think it's the West is pretty tough. I think maybe the Midwest might be a little bit tough as well. So, what 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 regions do you think are the, probably the toughest? Yeah, the West is tough. I think you know your top two seeds are 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 two of the best two teams in the country. You know, with Gonzaga and with Duke. Uh, and again, you know, Gonzaga with all this, you know, this baggage and pressure. I mean, they just can continue to reload. I watched them play earlier this year. My fiance and I were in in. Uh, in uh, Nevada, we were at Las Vegas to watch that game of number one, number two, it was UCLA and Gonzaga at that time. And another one of those things that uh, another one of those games that we left early. Don't tell anybody, but it was getting, it was getting <laughs> out. and traffic was a nightmare getting in. So we just like, yeah, let's get out of here. Uh, this doesn't look very good. Plus, we had some jerk sitting behind us who was a UCLA fan. He was whining in the entire game about the officiating, and it just drove me crazy. I was ready to spin and seriously. Um, so we got out of there for self-preservation as well. But, uh, you know, my point is that Gonzaga is always up there now. And it's one of these, uh, the, he, Mark Few has built something so special up there. He's had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to leave. But why leave when you're the king of where you are and you're making money? You're making a lot of money for living in Spokane, for goodness sakes. And you continue to get that pipeline of teams, uh, of players to come to, uh, you know, to greet you. And then they want to play for Gonzaga. They want to play for the for the Zags. So, uh yeah. Okay. I'm looking at the West. Yeah. That's a tough region. I think the West is tough. I think the, I think the South could be a tough region too. Uh, Houston is one of those teams not to really overlook Tennessee. There was a lot of talk about Tennessee being a, a two and maybe earlier in the year, maybe even having a chance to be a one seed. Uh, you know, Villanova, Jay Wright is a, a veteran and has won the national championship a couple of times as well. So that that's a, that's a tough, uh, that's a tough bracket as well. You know, it's, it's so hard to, to just kind of look at numbers on a page right now and look at teams on a page without really having to, you know, going in and tremendously in depth on some of these rosters that you don't get to see the teams play often. But, you know, just at first glance, I think that uh, those are two tough ones. West and South could be pretty tough. And going, staying with the East region for me one more time, Andy, the 8-9 yeah. matchup is always an equalizer matchup. We have North Carolina, Hubert Davis, uh, Scotty Pippen did not file him from back in the day. No, but he he's... didn't. You, Hollins. I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> we go. No, same here. Same here. But uh, North Carolina will play uh, Shaka Smart's uh, Marquette. Uh, Marquette Golden Eagles, but uh, talk to us about Shaka Smart. I believe this would be his third team, uh, yeah. third different team, uh, lean, uh, lean a third different team to the NCAA tournament. Uh, th this game, not too many people are talking about. This could be a, a classic one for sure. It was a VCU, Texas, and now Marquette. Is that, I think, yes. those are the three teams yes. that, yeah. uh, yep. that Shaka Smart yep. has, uh, has gone to? And there, there's been teams that there are people that have called him Shaka not very smart sometimes, but uh. You know, Marquette again in another tough league, but so is North Carolina, and North Carolina just absolutely handed it to uh, to Duke that night on, on yep. Coach K night in in uh, in uh, Chapel Hill. Not was it Chapel? No, it was in. Uh, they played at Durham. Duke. They played at Durham. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, it was uh, they they really you know they got out and, and handed it to them. So obviously, you know, a, a team that's an eight seed and a nine seed, they're so evenly matched that it's it's just a, it's a flip a coin kind of thing. It's all about the start. To, to me in these games because you know you get out to a decent start and yeah you know you know, you know the other team's gonna make a run at you but you've got the lead and you you hope that uh you know the team that's trying to come back at you exerts a lot of the energy uh, that they spent coming back and not being able to get up and over that hump at this point but you know if i was to pick that that particular game i would pick north carolina i, I think north carolina has a better chance in that game than marquette and again burn the tape if i'm wrong <laughs> no problem <laughs> all right andy uh okay we're not gonna hold you to this so you can change if you want who is your final four as of right now march 13th 6 49 central time <laughs> yeah you know i i have a hard time picking against arizona winning the whole thing this year i just think that they're the best team in the country right now i think i, I watched them play last night uh, I've watched them play on a couple of different occasions this year. They don't seem to have too many weaknesses. I see them coming out of the South. Uh, you know, I don't think easily, but I think they're going to, they're going to come out of the South, man. Uh, I, you don't like to pick chalk because you know that the the number ones never all get there at the same time. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan of UCLA for different reasons. Of course, maybe more with my, my heart then, but I think Kentucky comes out of the East. I think Kentucky will be a final four team. Uh, this year again, if I have to look real quickly here at the uh, at the West, boy, I'll be really upset if Gonzaga does not make it out of that uh, out of that bracket, just because I think that they're maybe the second best team in the country right now uh, behind mm -hmm. Arizona. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I left out one. I left out the Midwest, right? Yes. Uh, I'm looking yes. at the Midwest here real quick, real quick. Man, that's a, that's a tough one too. I mean, Kansas has all the talent, but they never really seem to, to put it all together to get there. You know, Auburn, again, one of those teams that I, I, I have a hard time rooting for because of a Bruce Pearl. I'm just not a big fan. <laughs> I just don't like the. You're not the only one. Yeah, a, <laughs> in the late Les Grab scene as well. Too. But yeah. oh, I know, and I know, know Les Les really loved uh, Bruce, uh, especially from his days oh, yeah. as an Iowa assistant with the Deion Thomas situation and yep. you know all that kind of stuff. You know, forget about. It. I, I I watched I watched Pearl coach at at Milwaukee when I was doing Loyola games on a regular basis. This is a this is such a self promoter. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I just uh, yeah, I, I'm over it. I'd like to see Jackson State beat him in the first round just to get him just to get him out of there. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah I, I, again, I'm looking at it. I'm looking at ones and a two. Uh, how about Kansas, Arizona, Gonzaga, and Kentucky? I think Arizona wins it all. All right, right here it, at this it, particular point in time. All right. <laughs> if Arizona doesn't win, we'll just burn this part of the tape. But just we'll keep the, the rest of the thing. We'll just throw the whole day. Delete the yeah, whole. Just, delete the whole tape. Yes, <laughs> deal, deal it. You know, just put up like a technical difficulties kind of thing, and I think people <laughs> understand. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> All right. That was Andy Mazur, uh, sports anger and reporter for WGN Radio in Chicago. He's kind enough, kind enough to uh, give us uh, much of his time here on Second City Sports, the special edition, the bracket breakdown right here on Sports on Chicago. Sir, thank you very much for joining us here today. Uh, great job. And enjoy the tournament. And we'll try to get you on our daily show and talk some more sports. Oh, yeah. Sounds good to me. Anytime, guys. All right, thank you very much. You guys stay safe. Appreciate it. All right, that's Andy Mazer from WGN Radio. Now, uh, Sid, though, the weird thing about all this this whole you know aspect of it, I know we don't. This is supposed to be a breakdown special, but a couple of uh, NFL notes have you know come out of nowhere. And uh, there's a certain quarterback that played in Tampa the last couple of years decided to uh, post on uh, his social media that he's coming back. And I'm talking about Tom Brady. He made the announcement about the half hour, like about 40, 45 minutes ago. This is where we were talking to Andy that yeah. he was coming back. Really? Really, Tom? You couldn't wait until tomorrow? Come on, really? <laughs> really? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> like I said, we'll, uh, on our, on our uh, daily show, I'll have more to say about that. Uh, and I saw that on my phone as we were interviewing Andy. Like I said, we'll get into it on, on our Monday edition of Second City Sports. Uh, the NFL, like you said, never seems to disappoint us with the news. So, uh, oh, no. we'll, like I said, <laughs> we'll get into it on our, on our next show. But uh, back to the, uh, to the tournament. Like, you know, focusing on our local teams first, the Illinois-Chattanooga game. Uh, as Andy said, is uh, I don't know much about Chattanooga, but from what uh, Clark and Seth said on the CBS telecast, it, it could be tough. Andy said it, too. It could be tough. But I, I think Illinois, uh, they're going to pull through. Like I said, Kofi Coburn has to stay out of foul trouble. Jacob Granderson, Trent Frazier, and my guy, Alfonso Plummer, all of them have to step up. Like I said, Damon uh, Williams, um, the same thing with with his defense and his size. Uh, if he can defend well, especially against their top scores, I think Illinois would be okay. But just looking at their bracket in the South, they could potentially meet UAB or or Houston in that second round before they uh, reach uh, 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 the Sweet Sixteen in a potential matchup with Arizona. Yeah, that's they're the tough part of that that bracket for sure. Illinois is like like mm-hmm. I told like you know Andy said earlier. Chad News a senior laden team, mm-hmm. so they can't afford to, you know to have days off. So they need to jump on them and jump on them early because if not, you let them hang around. Mm-hmm. The Mox can perhaps maybe pull off a big upset. I'm not saying that's gonna happen. I don't want I don't want to line my fans you know, coming at me, but <laughs> it, it could it could happen. So. Look, Illinois is a very tough part. You know, the, their second round game is gonna be pretty tough too. Either one, you know, Houston, especially mm-hmm. they get out of that game against UAB, they could definitely be you know that that you know, thorn in Illinois side. So we'll see. And also too, the Loyola Ramblers of Chicago in that same region, they'll play on the same day as the final line. They'll they'll face the number seven ranked team in that bracket, the Ohio State Buckeyes. I'm kind of with Andy. They were ranked a little bit high. How can a 17 with 19 wins rank number seven? That's just me. That that, yeah. that <laughs> kind of a team is like for an eight nine. Uh, eight nine matchup or this seven ten matchup. They should have been the the tenth ranked team in Loyola seventh. Remember Loyola won the the conference tournament together. They, and plus they have more wins. But when you play in a smaller conference, you get punished, I guess. But 
uh, I think Seth Davis brought up a, a great point last week, and we talked about it on our uh, daily show about Cameron Carter, who's playing overseas. Uh, they could use uh, loyal. They could use him right about now. Of course, E.J. Liddell is a beast, as the kids would say, for yep. uh, for Ohio State. I think he's going to be uh, the difference there. I think Loyola will play tough and, and pressure you defensively for 48 minutes. But the, the key here is how will Drew Valentine, the head coach of Loyola, what will his game plan be defending uh, Mr. Liddell? In, in Ohio State, they have some injury issues. We talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but hopefully they'll be back, you know, by, I think they play uh, Friday. So, yes. and also, too, the good news is, is that, you know, Loyola and Illinois are both playing in Pittsburgh. So, yes. hey, look, you know, Gate, look, if you guys have your know, friends who are, you know, Illini grads, Loyola grads, you know, have a, you know, take a, you know, plan a little trip to Pittsburgh, you know, and you know, people say Pittsburgh is pretty walkable. So, I don't know, yeah. where I don't know where they're playing at the arena they're playing in, but, you know, hey, I believe you know, it's the arena where the Pittsburgh Penguins play. I think it's the I believe PPG so. Pants it? Arena. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are. Yeah, because I think Pittsburgh's having. A, I think the Penguins are on a road trip, so that's probably mm -hmm. you might be right about that. But yeah, that, that should be a fun little trip, you know, for you know anybody who go to from here in Illinois. That's the sounds pretty fun. But yeah, going back to the, the Ohio State matchup, you know, and Loyola. I mean, look, this is another one of those you know evenly matched, you know, seven ten matchups. So you could probably flip a mm -hmm. coin and you probably be right on who wins. If EJ, EJ Liddell can you know jump on you know, that defense early, but you got other guys there that can open up as well for Ohio State. So, yes, you can, you know, double-team, you know, Liddell all you want, but they've got other guys that can step up to the Buckeyes. So, you know, Drew Valentine's got a lot to plan here. You're listening to Second City Sports, the special edition. We're laughing in living color right here on Sports, Sports Zone Chicago in our bracket breakdown special. We have a few minutes left in the show. See Lakina here with you. Lakina, uh, any more matchups? I'll give you a couple uh, from my end, but any – more matchups that that jumps out at you in this uh, in, in any of the four um, regions. The West region is very interesting. Eight or nine, the eight nine matchup between Boise State and Memphis. I, you know, yeah. I'm cheering for Memphis. Penny Hardaway. I know yeah. they took it on the chin today uh, in, in the in the AAC title game, but uh, that team is very good, uh, and they need to get a couple of stars healthy, but and stay out of foul trouble, but. Uh, I, I like that Memphis team. Uh, Penny Hardaway starting to, to uh, figure it out there. They're good. Uh, they're still a good team, but they just need to get a little bit tougher. Of course, playing the Houston Cougars doesn't get any better than that uh, in that conference. But you know, I'm cheering for Penny Hardaway. <laughs> yeah, boy, if they can shoot the three, so they can yeah. have like a couple of big guys on the on the inside too. So that's that might be a tough matchup for them. Another eight nine, Seton Hall and TCU. That should be an interesting one there. Two very evenly matched teams. You have very you know, similar styles of offense as well. So that could be another first like 70 or 80. You can probably win that as well. Uh, we talked about North Carolina and Marquette with Andy earlier. Mm -hmm. San Diego State and Creighton, you know, they both got big guys up front. So that's going to be an interesting matchup there as well. I think Creighton can pull that off. I yeah, think they, they can. can. They can. They can. And look, this, is a, this isn't San Diego State's first rodeo either. So. They won't be afraid by you know the the, the big you know the big team in in the Big East. Uh, what other matchups kind of have you intrigued? Uh, going back to what we, the one of the first matchups uh, we discussed with Andy Isaac asked him the question from the rest region, uh, the seven ten matchup Michigan State and Davidson. As I said uh, to Andy Tyson Walker, you know how much I like him, but yes. uh, he's going to need some help. Davidson, um, you saw uh, how they beat. Uh, uh, how even though they lost to Richmond earlier today, you see how well they play defense. And I know that Richmond got after them earlier today. But uh, Tom Mizzle's crew, uh, they struggled to score at times. If it wasn't for Tyson Walker, and uh, I don't know where they're going to get their offense from. Uh, the Atlanta 10 is a very underrated conference, and Michigan State has their hands cut out for them. Yeah, that should be a fun one. If, if Davis hits his third threes, they're going to be tough to beat. So mm -hmm. Michigan State yep. better watch out for that. The other 7-10 in the Midwest, you got USC and Miami. We talked about that with Andy. That I kind of like with Miami. I kind of yeah, like I, Miami in the upset there. Yeah, I know the they'll defense. pick to finish almost dead, the dead last in that conference, yeah, but 12, they finished yeah. fourth in the ACC. And so even though Miami is known as a football school, that basketball pro program hasn't been too bad. I know Loyola beat them on the way to the Final Four in the first round of a few years ago, but right. uh, they don't have too bad of a basketball program. No, no, they don't. Um, you know, the Jim Laranega, who they just signed to a new like three-year extension, mm -hmm. so he's going to be – 
back and they got a nice recruiting uh, class coming in. Charlie Moore, remember from DePaul? Uh, he's down there, you know, one mm-hmm. of the leaders of that team. I feel like he's been there forever, too, it feels like. So yeah. that should be an interesting one. Uh, I can tell uh, by uh, Andy's tone, he's not a, he's not a big uh, Wisconsin guy. So, uh, <laughs> But look, uh, Colgate, look, they got a, a pretty veteran squad. So mm-hmm. I'm not saying that, they, that they'll they they'll beat uh, you know, Wisconsin, but Wisconsin better watch out because if Johnny Davis has an off, uh, off night, that's that, you know, Colgate can take advantage. Yep. And, 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 and uh, that's what happens usually at this time of year in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the 6-11 matchup in the East Texas versus Vitek. I think Vitek can pull off the upset there. I'm looking at uh, going back to the Midwest bracket. Where was that matchup I wanted to see? Actually, let's see. Do, do, do. This is live, folks, so bear with us. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Midwest bracket, uh, number 11, Iowa State versus number the 6, LSU. LSU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that off the field. Um, problem with their head coach now being uh, dismissed because of a violation that's been brought up. Uh, I think that's going to, even though they have a few days to practice and try to quote unquote get it out of their system, I think that that's going to affect them so way, some way. I won't be surprised if Iowa State pulls out the upset there. Yeah, Iowa State looked really good earlier this this year. I think they've grown from the experience. They made it to the to the, the semis of the, uh, the I should say the quarters of the, uh, the Big 12. So that that might be another entry you want to watch out for. Um I think well, we'll we'll do we'll go a couple more minutes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Iowa Rich Richmond, I saw a little bit of Richmond. I saw him a couple of times, including mm-hmm. uh, just a few hours ago when they uh, upset Davidson. Their defense yep. is really good. Yes. So if you know Keegan Murray and Jordan Bohannon and some of those you know guys, if especially if you know all, you know Iowa can play defense as well, but their style of defense is definitely like they're more smothering the spiders. You know they're they're nicknamed the spiders, so you know go with that <laughs> uh, go with that nickname there. So they, I'm not saying that they're gonna, they're, I'm not gonna say that that's Richmond can't, you know, are, are they gonna beat them? But that'll be that's one of my upsets. Yeah, five twelve. That could be one of those twelve five matchups that we may yeah, see a twelve over a five. Two of those upsets come for the five twelve uh, matchups. I don't have the official numbers in front of me, but we usually have at least one twelve uh, uh, upset in the five every year. Sometimes yes. twice in, uh, in some years. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, UConn and New Mexico States. I know, <laughs> yeah, New Mexico State, you know, this isn't their first rodeo either, so they're not going to be afraid of UConn. You know, they mm-hmm. play a very similar style as well. My, uh, the, the Whoever wins the Indiana-Wyoming, yeah, I know, you know, St. Mary's, you know, they're one of those teams where, you know, yeah, they might they might get hot, they might not. So that could be another uh, 12 versus 5 matchup mm-hmm. that, you know, that might be look out for, for uh, as well. So, yeah, there, there are a lot of good ones here. Again, we'll talk more about this tomorrow, but um, but yeah, there should be a really good tournament. I, you know, look, we're, we can, you know, talk about, we can talk about, you know, the CDs and whatnot till the cows come home, but it is what yeah. it is. So, you know, you can, you can say Michigan, you know, shouldn't have gotten in, you know, who, who knows, but you know, they, they probably shouldn't have, but you know, like, again, <laughs> look, like, I mean, the, like I said, no, the Notre Dame in, I mean, uh, the Notre Dame, uh, who are they playing? Oh crap. I forgot who I got. I don't have it in front of me either. I just had it in. And they're 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 playing. Um, they're playing Rutgers. Rutgers. So that that's yeah. that should be a fun one. Uh, we talked about that too with Andy. So that should be a good what coming up on, on. I don't know if that's gonna be Tuesday or Wednesday, but yeah, those are some. Those be some good ones here. Look, I think there's not like one or two favorites like it was last year. I think Baylor probably has like the hardest. <laughs> The, yeah, the, the committee really punished them this really, year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really like, you know, hey, look, here you go. Here's North Carolina. Here's Marquette. Here's UCLA. Here's, exactly. Here's, here's Kentucky. <laughs> here's Kentucky and Purdue. Yep. And mm-hmm. look, Purdue, look, I said it earlier. Look, just when I thought Purdue, I could probably put them in the Final Four. They do something, you know, they they don't play very well against Iowa, and now I'm not, not believing in them again. So, I don't know. <laughs> We're not going to do our Final Fours yet. We're going to do our Final Fours tomorrow. So, you guys got to tune in at noon for that. So, uh, okay. So, uh, well, we'll talk more, break down the matchups more once we kind of start getting into, like, the nitty-gritty of it. But, mm-hmm. but on that note, Sid, take us out. All right, just a reminder for you guys, the Final Four will take place in the weekend of April 2nd and April 4th from New Orleans. Final Four Saturday is Saturday, April 2nd. The National Championship game will be on April 4th from New Orleans. Both games this year, uh, the Final Four will be on TBS this year. Not CBS, but TBS, that's... uh, that's on cable for, for you simple folks at home. Of course, the, the first four in, uh, games from Dane will start on Tuesday and Wednesday. And, of course, the big tournament will start on Thursday on the networks of CBS, TNT, TBS, and, yes, 
True TV. Now I had to go find my uh, remote <laughs> to find where True TV is, or you can download that March Madness app from the NCAA. You don't have to worry about True TV. <laughs> and so, well, we do. We do. We, they make that joke every year. You gotta, you gotta look to see, like, oh wait, where where's True TV at? Oh, okay, it's, it's yeah. right here. So okay. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Score McGee on the IG. You can follow your truly Sydney Brown on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's SIDKID80. That's SIDKID80. Make sure you download the Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You can catch this show and or and or any of our five other five live shows throughout the week. You can follow Sports Zone Chicago on all social media platforms Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. You can download uh, our podcast at War on Anchor. We are available on all podcast platforms. And you can follow War Media at W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. And make sure you catch Second City Sports, our daily show, every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as you kids would say. You can catch Second City Sports every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, live in the 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. All right. So for Sid, I'm McCann. This is with Second City Sports. Our special bracket breakdown edition from the men's NCAA tournament, and we'll we'll be right back tomorrow at noon Central Standard Time for our regular show, Second City Sports. So make sure you guys you know tune us in and uh, enjoy the tournament, everybody. Go Illini! It's just us. Holla. <laughs>